Hello, hello, hello out there to my lovely family and friends, new and old of the Imperfectly Perfect pot, the podcast. I am your host, Agent K, and I want to officially welcome you to episode 18, entitled Project Triple R, Self-Love Can Be a Lonely Love. Before we go into the tea today, I want to invite you to subscribe and share this, share the love that we are sharing over the podcast airwaves with your friends and family. Um, Please subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. It just tells whatever service you're listening to my podcast on, that this is an interesting podcast and it needs to be shared with the world. So when you subscribe, that's all you're doing. You're just telling the telling your service where you get this lovely podcast that this podcast is willing to be shared with the world. Just like I have a passion of it, I would hope that you would like to share my passion and your passion for this podcast with others. So... Let's talk about the subject of Project Triple R, which you know I've gone on for the last couple of months. And let's talk about the subject of self-love can be a lonely love. So I have been on this track of self-love and self-discovery Long before I even started this podcast. And my mission in um, life for my own well-being is to ensure that when I do my self-love, when I do my self-discovery, when I do my caring for Agent K, Keisha, within I'm able to have that shine to others. So I have been on this track of self-love. So I try to find what's beautiful about myself, what is witty about myself, to keep myself in a glow. I find a lot of people who have this self-glow about them, love themselves almost unconditionally. And my intention is to be at that level where I love myself unconditionally and I have this inner glow. Now, I'm not going to say I never had this glow before. I did. Many, many moons ago I had it. And because of life circumstances and, and myself not being prepared for it, I lost that glow. So now I'm on this track of self-discovery and self-love to get that glow back to attract positivity. And I do attract positivity, but it's feel like fleeting positivity. Perfect example of that is when I say I love. No, let me say this example. This is a better one. So I used to volunteer with the Girl Scouts and the girls used to come to me because I had some kind of presence about myself. I got ill 
Um, and when I got ill, others stepped up and showed their glow, which is great. My fleet, when I say the positivity is fleeting, the person that stays and gives you the positivity does not stay long enough to see the positive changes in you. And I've had a lot of people who came in my life that had that positivity and I was that positivity for them. So, I mean, maybe it's a little confusing, but it's, it's not something that stays around. And I'm trying my best to surround myself with people who have that glow, that have that positivity within them so that I can continue to have the same type of positivity because my thing is I want to be positive I want to see the good in people and a lot of people say that I'm being a sucker because I want to see good in people and that's how I end up losing my inner glow because I was a sucker and believed in people but I still want that positivity I want that glow so When I say self-love is a lonely love, it's because you're not getting a chance to share what you love so much with others without strings attached, without fear, without knowing that you can do things without hurting someone else. Maybe it's just a New York state of mind, but... New Yorkers, and I grew up like this, but I didn't really have this outer, you know, like a cone of silence, I would call it, around me until I became part of the working force. But growing up, I was always very open. I was raised to be very open Um, because being open allow good things come to you. When I grew up and circumstances happened to me, I got the cone of silence around my whole body. I often call it the Russian doll effect. I think the Russian doll effect for me is more deeper. And one day we will sit down and dive into the Russian doll effect of me. But let's stay on the subject at hand of self-love and How it's become a very lonely love for me. Because I'm finding, even at my old age of mid-40s, knocking on 45 as we speak, I don't see a lot of people being open to acceptance and how I love myself. I see people more judgmental and don't want to get close to people. And trust me, the pandemic didn't help anybody because now we're most of us are trapped in our houses. Or if we are in a relationship where we we are either diving all in and having horrific or positive results, not even mid midstream results, but horrific at one end and positive on the other side of the rainbow or 
we are self-isolating ourselves even more because we are afraid of a disease. And I'm not going to lie, I'm in the latter category. I'm in the category where I'm afraid of the disease, mainly because of my own medical issues. And I do isolate myself. So I've been on this thing saying, I'm going to work on me. I'm going to make sure I am good. And being that I am starting to love myself more than I usually do, I find that even though I love myself a lot, I am lonely. I'm lonely because I don't have the, not necessarily sexual part of a relationship, even though that would be great. (laughs) But I also don't have the camaraderie. I don't have that companionship. I don't have the um, wherewithal to sit down there and say, okay, this is awesome. This is great. Can't wait to see this person again. I can't wait to talk to this person again. And the bad part about it is that I have come close to it through my searches on these dating apps and just to be let down. And when I say let down, the last one, which was a couple of weeks ago, I got let down because I found out he was a catfish. He was pretending to be so interested in me. And then he, what he really wanted was me to purchase him a cell phone. And won't, won't um, admit that he's not the person that I thought he was. Or other men that I was talking to at the same time as this catfish, you know, could not give me the emotional support that I desired. So with me, I, I love, I want, I want to be loved like I love myself. So I treat myself a lot. I'm not going to front. I take, I plan out trips for myself. I go on these cruises and I I just forget the world and actually have this wonderful experience for myself. I'll take myself out to dinner. I'll take myself to the movies. And I'm not going to front. They're great dates with myself. (laughs) But after a while, you just look around and you're just like, okay, I love myself so much. I have all this to offer. But I don't have anyone to share it with. Now, I have family all in the South. And the first thing they say is, oh, that's because you're in New York. In New York, everybody is hustle and bustle. They are this. They are that. And part of it is true. In New York, we are hustle and bustle. In New York, we are this and we are that. But it has to be something because 
Not everybody in New York is single. Not everybody's living the life of sex in the city or living single or friends. If you get those references, then you are old as me. (laughs) But it's also that life has to be more than just loving yourself and doing all these things by yourself. We are not put on this earth to be alone. We are put on this earth to grow and and be happy. And though I am happy with myself, and it may not sound like it from this podcast, but I am very happy with myself. There are times that I am at my lowest and people don't like how I sound. And that's fine. But it can be a very lonely experience. I try to fill myself And the times that I feel lonely with things that I've always wanted to do. Like, for instance, this is recorded on a Monday, Tuesday. I'm going to take swimming classes. I've been dying to to learn how to relearn how to swim for the last five years. So I'm doing that because I'm trying to conquer a fear. And I'm doing that. And that's wonderful. But after a while, you just sit back and you're just like, okay, I'm tired of... Having this love for myself and not sharing the love with the rest of the world. And I do share my love through this podcast, through my YouTube channel, um, through my, my chosen art form, which is writing. But after a while, you're just like, I want to physically share my, my worth, my love my attention, my touch with someone who will do the same for me. And I think that's why I have been um, single for so long because I'm looking for same intentions. I'm not looking for just a physical act. And then you go your way, I go my way. I've found through my self-discovery that I want more than just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And unfortunately, I'm having the hardest time to finding, of finding someone who would want that too. And my self-love and self-discovery, which is a positive thing, has made me feel very negative about the experience. Only because one of the outcomes of teaching myself self-love and teaching myself self-worth is to basically attract the, the positivity and block the negativity. And from what I find is that though I'm rediscovering myself, I'm reclaiming myself, and I'm doing this self-love, self-care, self-worth journey, I am attracting negative people who are just wanting to take from me and leave me as if I'm a grocery store. 
oh, I'm going to come in and get the soda and just see you when I need you again. I don't want to be the bodega. You know, I want to be someone, I want to be the safe harbor. And that's what my self-love and self-discovery has led me to. But as the safe harbor that I yearn to be, not only for my partner or whatever family I may have, but for myself, I'm, I'm seeing that it's a very lonely, lonely track. And to have a companion to feel that love, to feel that, how should I say this? To feel that companionship, to, to grow in the journey as I grow individually is something that I yearn for, that I ache for. And I'm not going to front. I get jealous of other people who have that because that's something that I have craved for a very long time in my life. And I'm getting to the point where I shouldn't feel like this. And as I have a superior tell me, never put it in the atmosphere. But I feel like it's already been put out there when it comes to me, at least, that I'm not going to be able to find a person that is meeting my journey the way I meet their journey. And that could be very disheartening because when you have someone who is meeting your journey like you're meeting their journey, you feel like you can move together. I am personally finding people who do not meet my journey, who don't want to meet my journey, who are using me like a grocery store. And the bad part is I felt this way even with when I was taking care of my siblings after my mother had passed. That they didn't want to meet my journey. What they wanted was what they wanted. And it's a shame because I feel like the world will be a better place if we met each other at those wavelengths. And I think that's the reason why I did share Project R&R with you guys. Because I feel like as a world as a generation, as a society, as a race, as a culture, that we should try to meet each other at our different wavelengths and try not to abandon someone when we feel like their wavelength is stronger than ours. I think that's more of a self-sabotaging behavior because when you don't when you're trying to meet someone where they're at and that's one of the things that I was taught while I was in social social work school that we have to meet our clients where we where they're at and that's something that has stuck with me because now I'm trying to meet the people that I am trying to 
have in my life where they're at. And at, at sometimes it's very difficult to meet them where they're at. And it is at the point where I'm just like, huh, how am I going to handle this? How is the wavelengths going to match? And I try not to pressure anybody to be on the same wavelength as me because that's unfair to them, just like it's unfair to me. And I try not to dip my wavelength to match their lower wavelength because that's unfair to them as it is unfair to me. Meaning if I dip my wavelength to yours and your wavelength is lower, you feel better about yourself, but I will not feel better about the relationship because our energies are not matching. Vice versa, if I try to bring you up to my energy, it'll be unfair to you because now you're trying to keep up with my energy and you are not at that stage. If it could be a middle ground where my self-love journey and my self-worth and everything could go a half a step down and yours could go half a step up, we meet each other and then we can grow upwards and onwards, then that's a good situation. But unfortunately, I'm not getting that from the energies of the people that I'm currently meeting. And the wavelength, whether I am too high or you're too high or vice versa, is not flowing correctly. And it's like two magnets repelling each other. So when I say my self-love journey and my self-worth journey, this journey that I have put myself on to grow and to be a better person is not matching what I am receiving. It can be a lonely love. And, and being lonely is not what I feel life should be. But there is a way to get around that and I'm trying my best to get around it. And maybe I'm not there yet with this journey because of that difficulty, but I'm willing to grow and find out. But that's the other thing. There's, there's a very few people out there who are willing to grow and find out if their lives, if their energy, if their journey could be more than what it is right now. I'm finding a lot of people are really wanting another person to give them the life that they de- they think they deserved instead of working hard for it. So everything that I have done in my life, I have worked hard for. Um, I got myself out of my horrible situation. I'm working hard to make sure that I never end up in that situation. And am I traumatized behind that situation? Hell yeah, I'm traumatized behind the situation. But 
I realize that I have to grow from it. And it's very hard to grow from something if you don't acknowledge it. And this journey that I'm on, a lot of people cannot handle. It's a lot. It's hard. And and it has been times that I'm like, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm not doing this anymore. Been times that I have cried at night because it's it can be so powerful and so meaningful that you're just like, oh my God, why me? Why did I decide to do this to myself? But it's one of those situations that it's needed. Because I saw that I needed to grow. I saw I needed to go beyond what I am now. It's things that was instilled in me. Even as a young child. And I didn't get it until I became in my late 30s, early 40s. So growing in this self-love is lonely. Because there's no net there is no no plan B, C, D, or E. You are the plan. And as the, the journey goes on, because you don't know what's going to change. As the journey goes on, you, you got to figure it out. And when I figure it out, it, it could hurt me. But it will make me better. And... I'm not getting people who are coming into my life recently at that wavelength, at that, at that moment. And I feel like I have to give up the progress that I have made to match them. And it shouldn't be like that. But tell me what you think. If you have a comment, please leave it below. Or you can contact me on Twitter at K of L D A or at the Imperfect Podcast. Imperfect Pod on Twitter. Or you can email me at Imperfectly Perfect the Podcast at Outlook.com. Or you can leave one below. Please subscribe. Share with friends. Because we're going to get through this. One podcast at a time. Bye now.